0: Hello, in this lecture we're going to talk about the accounting equation focusing on business transactions which involve cash. At the end of this we will be able to write the accounting equation in three different formats, list rules for transactions with regard to the accounting equation, and record the effect of transactions on the accounting equation with regard to cash. So We're going to go through every, transactions that are common. there will be common transactions no matter what type of company we are in. Whether we sell inventory or we don't sell inventory. Whether we are a corporation, a partnership, a sole proprietor. These are the types of transactions that will be similar in every type of organization. So This is the core, the stuff that uh, reaches across all areas. Normal transactions, business type transactions involving cash. We're going to start with transactions that involve cash because... Cash is the thing that many people first learn. They first understand cash before anything else. And because it's the thing that is in most transactions. So many of the transactions are going to involve cash. So more transactions involve cash than any other type of account that we have. And once we know one side of the transaction, usually people learn cash first. It becomes a lot easier to figure out what the second side of the transaction is going to be. Therefore, starting with the cash will give us a framework in which to look at other transactions. Now as we learn this stuff we're going to learn the transactions in terms of the accounting equation first. Then we're going to learn it in terms of debits and credits. This is a good way to do this because some of the rules are the same and it allows us to apply the double entry accounting system in two different ways. Because remember we can apply the double entry accounting system and say that the double entry accounting system is in place by saying many different things. We can say the accounting equation is in balance. We could say the balance sheets in balance. We could say the total debits for all the accounts equals the to total credits for all the accounts, So the total debits and the total credits on the trial balance are in balance. So, in order to understand why these are all basically saying the same thing, meaning the accounting equation is in balance, we can first look at it in terms of an accounting equation, and then in terms of debits and credits. Now, when we look at the accounting equation, many of the rules will be the same. So, when we move from the accounting equation to debits and credits, many of the rules will be the same, but uh, when we go to debits and credits, that will be the thing that we will use most often to build the financial statements. So we want to think in terms of debits and credits more often than the accounting equation when we're actually uh, recording transactions. So we'll do that next time, and we'll look at the accounting equation here, and I'll explain kind of why that is, why it is more efficient to do that at a later time. But many of the principles will be the same, so it's it's really worthwhile to learn it in both formats. So the standard way that the accounting equation is written and the way that we want to think about it in will be that we have assets equal liabilities plus owner's equity. Now I'm going to put these in colors. I'm going to say the assets are going to be green and then equals the liabilities in yellow plus the equity in uh, blue. So we're going to have assets in green on the on the left hand side equals and then liabilities in yellow plus the blue equity on the right hand side. Now algebraically we could write this two different ways. One of the ways is useful and you'll actually see it written in this way. Especially when you're talking about financing. So if we subtract liabilities from both sides we have assets minus liabilities equals equity. That's useful because it tells us kind of like the book value is the equity section. It's useful to know that. And when we talk about finance they'll often put it in that format. But we really want to keep it in the normal format which is going to be assets equal liabilities plus equity because that'll line up to what the company has as a separate legal entity and who the company owes it to. It'll line up pretty well to the debits and credits as well. Now we could also write it in terms of if we subtract equity from both sides, it would be assets minus owner's equity equals liabilities. That's not very useful, but we could do that algebraically. It's algebraically true. And if we um, see that in a problem or something like a multiple choice question, yeah, you can do that. Not very useful, but we can. So we're going to go over the rules for every transactions here. So these are going to be the rules of the game. And we want to be able to apply these each time. We're going to go through a system of questions every time every transaction. So we're going to go through and repeat the same system of questions every time every transaction. The point of this, the reason to do this, is because it really helps to eliminate some pitfalls that we're going to go through. So we're going to repeat the same system. And uh, as I've seen students learn this in the past, they often learn shortcuts. But the problem is when you learn shortcuts, just like when you learn shortcuts in math, Sometimes you learn shortcuts that only work on some places and not in all circumstances. Therefore, then when you get to a place where the shortcut doesn't work, then it's a problem. So we're going to try to uh, avoid the pitfalls of having to unlearn something by going through basically a systematic system of questions in order to pick this stuff up. We'll do that with the accounting equation. We'll do it more with debits and credits as we go next time. So the rules will be every transaction will have at least two accounts. So every transaction has at least two accounts. What are accounts? Remember, we've got assets, liabilities, and equity. Those are the account categories. Within those account categories, there are the accounts. For example, assets have cash, accounts receivable, uh, supplies. They're going to be property, plants, and equipment. Liabilities, we're really only going to be working with one account under the, the category of liabilities. That's going to be accounts payable. And Then the equity section, we got a lot of stuff under the equity section because the entire income statement is part of equity. Therefore, we got revenue and expenses as well as the capital account and draws. So those are the accounts that we'll be talking about. And then every transaction will will affect the accounting equation in such a way that it will remain in balance. So of course the accounting equation, assets equal liabilities plus owner's equity, always has to be in balance. So we can see this thing will, the typical way to think about this is to have like a teeter-totter or a scale. We're going to think of like a teeter-totter. And of course, if something happens to one side of the teeter-totter, we have to keep it in balance and something will have to happen to the other side. Or else two things will happen to the same side. So, if we were thinking about a teeter totter, of course, if assets went up or down, then the liabilities or equity would either have to go up or down, or assets would have to go up and down, meaning we'd have to put something on the left hand side and take it off. Now, when we think about a teeter totter, we often, we usually think about, you know, basically someone getting on the teeter totter and on one side going down. In order for the direction to go the right way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna adjust the analogy, so bear with me a bit. We're imagining the teeter totter. Where I have a plank of wood that's over the equal sign. So we have the equal sign. A plank of wood on top of it. On the left hand side of the teeter-totter. Instead of having the assets put, bringing the teeter-totter down. I'm gonna, we're going to imagine the assets as a balloon. And the, it's a green balloon pulling the teeter-totter up. Alright. And then on the right hand side of the teeter-totter. We tied the balloon of course to, the, to the, the table. And the board. And it's bringing the thing up. I actually drew this out. It's very nice. And then on the right hand side. We've got a balloon of liabilities which is yellow and a balloon of equity which is blue and that's bringing the the teeter-totter up on the right hand side. So this is equaling each other out. So on the left hand side of the teeter-totter we got one big balloon green assets bringing the teeter-totter up and that's balancing out on the right hand side of the equal sign. We've got smaller balloons, two small balloons, one yellow liabilities, one blue equity on the right hand side and that's equaling out. That's going to be our analogy we'll run through so bear with me on that. Alright so we have transactions. We're going to go through each transaction. First transaction. Owner deposits cash of 70000 to the business. So the owner's separate from the business. We have a separate legal entity. First question we're always going to ask is, is cash affected? Of course in all these cash will always be affected because that's what we're focusing on. But every transaction we go into I'm going to ask that question because we first get to know cash. So we're going to say yeah cash is affected. The company's getting cash. More cash is going into the company cash is an asset so the green asset in this case is going up so we can imagine that we're putting more air into the balloon on the left hand side so that means the the teeter-totter on the left of the equal sign is going up so what's the other account that's going to be affected then well we put the money in who put the money in there in this case the owner the owner put the money in so if we think about the accounting equation that's going to be assets equal liabilities plus owner's equity well that sounds like owner's equity the blue on the right hand side so if we think about just the accounting equation assets are going up and then if the other side is the equity account then it too must be going up we must be putting more air into the balloon on that side to, to equal it out and therefore we're in balance now within the equity section what account is it there's going to be an account called capital so capital represents the owner's investment under the equity section so we got assets going up that asset being cash On the other side of the accounting equation, we got equity going up, that equity being capital in this case. Now our accounting equation is in balance. We had two accounts that are affected and we can go to the next transaction. That next transaction is going to be that we received cash from clients for work that we did. So If we received cash from clients for work that we did, that's going to be a very normal transaction. Every company is going to have a transaction. Hopefully that we're getting most of the money that we are putting into the company from customers. So is cash affected? We're going to say yeah, cash is affected, and that means that cash is an asset. Therefore, the asset is going up. So once again, we can say the asset. If we're talking about the green balloon on the left-hand side, we're putting more air into the balloon; it's going up. On the right-hand side, we're saying that what else happened? Well, why did we get money in this case? Because the we received it from a customer. The question then is, did we do the work today, or did we do the work sometime in the past? And in this case, we're doing the work today. We got the revenue at the same point in time that we did the work. Therefore, we earned the revenue at this same point in time. and, that, and revenue is part of the income statement. And the income statement is all part of equity. So if we think about the accounting equation, assets equal liabilities plus equity. The other side, assets went up because cash went up. The other side is actually is actually the equity. So the equity side must be going up, meaning we're kind of we're imagining assets, the green balloon equals the liabilities the two smaller balloons yellow and the blue balloon the blue balloon is going up on the right hand side and that's going to equal us back us back out on our teeter-totter so assets equal liabilities plus equity now within equity which particular account went up revenue income went up so revenue went up increasing the equity and of course cash went up increasing the assets those are the two accounts that would be affected in terms of the accounting equation then we have paid cash for employees. That's their next transaction we'll take a look at. There's going to be two accounts affected. First question, is cash affected? And of course it is, because all the cash is going to be affected for all these transactions. And, but in this case, cash is going down. We're paying the employees with cash. So cash is an asset. So if we think about the accounting equation, the asset is going down in this case. So now we're taking air out, out of the balloon on the left hand side. So the big green balloon on the left hand side is going down and then on the right hand side of the equal sign we got the two other balloons the liabilities and the equity the yellow and the blue balloon the smaller balloons that are equaling it out on the right hand side why why are we paying cash in this case to pay the employees what's the other account that isn't affected for the accounting equation assets equal liabilities plus equity it's going to be somewhere again in the equity section what is it it's going to be an expense it's going to be employees expense so Employees expense is an income statement account. The entire income statement is part of equity. Therefore, in terms of the accounting equation, assets is going down because cash is going down. Equity is going down because the account of uh, wages expense is bringing down the equity account. Now, this is, gets a bit confusing when we're talking about the income statement because later on we're going to think we're not going to we're going to think about the expenses as always going up, right? How do we calculate net income? It's revenue minus expenses gives us net income when we think about the equity section however the expenses are always bringing down total equity so expenses are always going one way the employees never pay us expenses are going to go up in terms of we think about expenses going up but when we think about it in terms of the accounting equation assets equal liabilities plus equity it brings down equity why because what equity includes is the capital account or retained earnings, however, we're recording the accumulation plus revenue minus the expenses. So that's going to be this effect. So in if we paid cash for employees, two accounts that are affected: cash and uh, wages expense. The cash account is an asset, bring, is an asset account bringing down assets. The wages expense is an expense account bringing down the equity section. So assets are going down, equity's going down. Next transaction received cash on account for work performed in the past. All right, so we received it. So the first question again we received cash on account. We got that funny word in there. Probably if that's new to people, then that's going to be like we got to know what that word is. But we know something before we even take that into account, and that is is cash affected? Yeah, cash is affected because it said we received cash. So anytime it says we received cash, we at least know that much, even if we don't know. <laughs> You know what on account means so we can say okay well i know for sure that cash is going up because we received it cash is an asset therefore the asset side of the equation is going up due to the fact that we got cash now why would people pay us cash normally the only way we get cash is is that we usually the customer pays us cash we get it from the customer in some way now we could have got a loan or we the owner could have put the money in but hopefully most of the time that we got it from the customer and that is the case here. We got the money from the customer. That's going to be typical. But uh, we—the question then is: When did we do the work? Did we do the work at the time we got the cash, or did we do the work at some other time? And in this case, we did the work in the past. We did it at some other time. That's what on account means. So if you see on account, we're going to have to learn some kind of like book terminology. In real life, of course, we don't have to learn like terminology. We would know. Well, we do have to learn terminology, but we would kind of know what happened. In real life, we would say, oh, we got a check in the mail for the job that we did last week that we invoiced for somebody. But when we look at a book problem, they're going to say, they have to say, well, you got cash because of the work that you did last week. And the fastest way to do that are kind of shortcuts in terms of wording, which would be that we received cash on account. That means that kind of you can imagine what that means. And that would mean that we did work sometime last week. (laughs) We billed the client for the work that we did or the customer. And we got kind of a check in the mail. That's, that's how you can kind of imagine it. Also note when we talk about cash. That we're talking about uh, checks as well as, as cash. Alright so we know that cash went up. And you would think that we earned it. But we earned it in the past. So it's not revenue. It's not revenue that's going up in this case. It's actually another um, asset account. And that's going to be accounts receivable. So accounts receivable. This is going to be kind of the tricky one. Because if we think about what happens. We're going to say well cash went up. Therefore, if we think about our teeter totter, the big asset balloon on the left hand side is going up. We put more air in that or put more balloons on the left hand side. And the other account that it's affected, though, is another asset, meaning the accounts receivable, people owing us money, is actually going down. So what we had on the books before from the transaction when we uh, did the work was. A debit to account increase in accounts receivable and an increase to revenue. So we had on the books in this case the accounts receivable and it's going down. The reason I want to put this in the final area in terms of the accounting equation is is because this is why the accounting equation is not as efficient as debits and credits. Because if we just look at the accounting equation, nothing happened. Assets went up, assets went down. So nothing happened. If, If we look at debits and credits when we move to debits and credits we'll see that we'll always have a debit and a credit. We won't see the like the debits and credits not change as we do in the accounting equation here. So that's why the, de- the debits and credits when we move next time will be more efficient for that amongst some other reasons. But the idea of balancing of course and the idea of having two accounts affected will be the same. So we are now able to write the accounting equation in three different formats, list rules for transactions with regard to the accounting equation, and record the effect of transactions on the accounting equation with regard to cash. We're going to move on to some other types of of accounts in terms of the accounting equation next time and then we'll move on to debits and credits shortly.